Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We're fickle human beings who are driven by emotion. God knows this better than anyone. Pastor J.D. reminds us in today's update how, as the end draws near, things will get worse and worse. When things are good, we feel settled, but when things are rough, God hears how we cry out for His return. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.com. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 20th, 2022. I'm going to very humbly and kindly and lovingly ask you to just hear me out. The common denominator... With the deal of the century, Abraham Accords, dividing of Jerusalem, Operation Warp Speed, the vaccine solution. Very controversial, right? The common denominator is that the author of both is one Donald J. Trump. Now, for those who take issue with me, Let me, again, lovingly, humbly hasten to say, your issue is not with me. That's not the issue. The issue is not whether or not you agree with me. That is not the issue. The issue is, does what I'm saying agree scripturally? That's the issue. The onus is on you to search the scriptures for yourself like the Bereans. I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't at least acknowledge the many who took me to task, to put it kindly, (laughs) concerning my comments last week about Donald Trump. I just want to, again, I will humble myself and I will just very lovingly say to you, to anyone, When you send such a hateful email or post something that vicious, do you know that you're going to have to give an account for every single word on that post and in that email? I I say that in love. And I guess this goes back to the question we tried to tackle last week is, why, it's actually a twofold question. Again, just bear with me. This isn't in my notes, but it's in my heart. Question number one, why is it that Christians are so defensive when it comes to this man? I do not understand. Why 
is it, secondly, the second part of that, why is it that if a pastor, or a Christian for that matter, dare say anything that would be perceived as critical of this man, why are they on the receiving end of the most vicious? Listen, I... (laughs) You might take issue with me, but it's not me that your issue. You you have issues. (laughs) I'm not one of them. Is that a better way to say it? Your your issue isn't with me. If, If you're going to react like that about this man, oh man. Pastor, aren't you um, concerned? I got uh, one uh, email that said, you, you lost 80% of your followers. I'm like, I, I, I'm after followers? Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. Yeah. Pastor J.D., with all due respect, you committed social uh, media suicide. Okay. I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but I don't care. I don't care. Be aware when all men speak well of you. I'm unsubscribing. Okay. Praise the Lord. See you in heaven. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, sorry. Just being truthful with you. I've actually had more loving responses from those not professing to be Christians than I have from those who do profess to be Christians, I'm sad to say. One last thing on this, and then we'll kind of bring it in for a close here. I wanted to leave myself enough time And with the Holy Spirit's help, I'm just, you know, from the heart. The very fact that a Christian, a professing Christian, would get this vitriolic and vicious in their defense of all of the good things that he supposedly did, which I question, um... That should tell you something, shouldn't it? I know I said one last thing, but this is just one last thing. <laughs> I wonder, and I, and I would venture to say that when I say this, I am probably saying this to some who have also experienced this. Uh, this man right here has done more to split families, and churches, and Christians, and people than any other man I've ever known. And isn't it ironic that he's also now seeking to split Jerusalem? Hmm. Well, pastor, he's not the president anymore. Biden is. I'm fully aware of that. I I do get out, you know. 
Well, are you pro-Biden? Come on. Really? Well, I voted for the lesser of two evils. Oh. Evil? You voted for evil. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, last, last thing. (laughs) And I mentioned this last week, and listen, I've already counted the cost. When you've lost your life, you've got nothing else to lose, right? So I've already lost my life in this world, so. This has to be said because it's the truth. Our hope is not in any politician or political party. And dare I say that if the same amount of effort, time, energy, resources were put into prayer and evangelism that is put into that, you know what? And I really mean this when I say it, we would not still be here. Because that last Gentile would be saved by now, and we'd be up there. Because see, the presupposition is that if, if we get that man in office, how right, we get our country back. Okay, wait. <laughs> I love this country. And I don't mean this to be mean, but I love this country more than you. Because my parents immigrated legally (laughs) to this country when I was nine months old, fleeing Islam in the Middle East. I love this country. But I don't want this. I want that. You know, okay. Ah. One last thing, okay. This is the fifth. Five is the number of grace, so show me some grace here. Okay, the new campaign, he's already campaigning, is Save America, right? Trump, Save America. This on the heels of Make America Great Again. Okay. So if America is so great, then I really don't want to leave. Stay with me. Happy days are here again. I'm not thinking about the Lord's return. Right? When things are good, great down here, I'm not thinking about the trumpet sounding and us being caught up to be with the Lord up there. Isn't it true, if we're honest, that it's when things are not good that we're like, Lord, come quickly. Don't you think the Lord knows that? Hey, it's when things are not good that we want the Lord to come. And this thing about Save America, I have a better idea. I'm going to put it right here on the front of the pulpit for next week. (laughs) No, I'm not. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Save souls. 
save souls. Okay. That was the last, last thing. I'm going to say it again. The onus is on you to search the Scriptures for yourself. Because if and when you do, you'll see that all of this is not about to happen. It's already now beginning to happen. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your head, for your redemption draws nigh. As I mentioned at the beginning, the purpose of these prophecy updates is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus to be an encouragement to you because of the soon return, the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. It is so close. It has to be. This is why we do the updates. This is the purpose of the updates. And this is why it is that we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And we also do what's known as the ABCs of salvation, which is a simple childlike explanation of salvation. What's the gospel or good news? The good news is, is that we're all sinners and need a Savior. And Jesus is our Savior, who came and was crucified and buried, and rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again soon and very soon for us one day. And I believe that day is any day. What are the ABCs? Well, just again a very simple explanation of salvation. The, the central part of it being just believe. Well, to believe there has to be this acknowledging that you are a sinner, and that you need a Savior. Otherwise, no need. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 starts with the bad news first. It's the penalty for sin. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. We've all sinned and we're all now sentenced to death. It's the death penalty because of that sin. So now we got this death penalty hanging over our head. And then here comes the Savior and with Him the good news. Because the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So watch this. I go from death to life. How? Because He went to His death in my stead. He paid the penalty for my sin instead of me and for me. That's good news. And by the way, I need a Savior because I'm a sinner. And so are you too. <laughs> We're all sinners. And we need the Savior. And every single sin 
has been paid for in full, and He purchased that gift of eternal life that He offers to us. That's the A, here's the B, and again the B is central because it's just believe. Just believe. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe, not join a church, become a member, go through a class, jump through the hoops, get water baptized. (laughs) I don't know why I went there, but maybe that was for somebody. No, nothing you have to do. He already did it. Yeah, but I better clean up my act. No, what? That's like taking a bath before you take a shower. How absurd is that? No, He cleans you from the inside out. Just believe. Just believe. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C, it comes from the B, follows the B. I know that's deeply profound that C follows B. It's for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Can I just mention something real quick on this? Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. However, listen very carefully, <laughs> more better do it now. If I can say it like that, <laughs> like that. Because see, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord now, you're confessing unto salvation. But on that great and final day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's not for salvation, it's for damnation. But every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. You will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And I love Romans 10, 13. Lastly, it seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today, if you're here in this service or watching online and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, believing on Him. I don't know how else to say it, but uh, it's the most important decision of your life for eternal life. And for the life of me, I cannot imagine why anyone would want to put that off. Well, I need to think about it. What's there to think about? Well, I'll I'll revisit it. Well, how how do you know for sure that tomorrow is going to be there for you to revisit it? Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Today is the day of salvation. I want to share with you a but God testimony in closing. It comes from Hyacinth, who writes, Pastor J.D., only eternity will be able to tell what a blessing you have been to the body of Christ. 
I told you thank you in a previous email for assisting my daughter with her religious exemption letter, which was approved by her company. But prior to the approval, she was laid off from work October 31st of 2021, last year, pending the approval of her application or her willingness to take the injection ASAP. But God, (laughs) like you, I love those two words, because the outcome of her religious exemption letter was pending. She was laid off with pay, but she had to sign a letter saying if the exemption letter was not approved, she would have to repay the salary she received as of October 31st back to the company. We prayed fervently and thank God her religious exemption letter was approved. Listen to this. The email stating that her exemption was approved also said that she will be informed of her work accommodation regulations before she is reinstated back to work. Now this is October of last year. We continued to pray that the regulations would be favorable and reasonable. We were concerned about her having to be frequently tested because we learned of some of the dangers of testing. This email stating the approval was received in mid-November, and since then she is still being paid her salary, but never heard back from the company until a week ago, when she was told that she will be transferred to another department within her company to give her the opportunity to work from home. Pastor J.D., isn't that just like, but God? Yes, it is. Oh, it gets better. (laughs) Actually, it gets worse before it gets better. In the meantime, sadly, several of her vaccinated co-workers have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and have been home recuperating without being paid. To date, my daughter has not heard anything more about the arrangements that is being made for her to start working from home. So she is waiting patiently while rejoicing and getting paid (laughs) in the good favor of God because she is still receiving her salary. (laughs) Only God can do that, right? (laughs) Pastor J.D., the loving kindness of God is beyond our human comprehension. We thank God for you, and we pray that He will always bless you, your family, and your church family. We pray He will keep you all safe from every harm and every danger. Thank you kindly for your prayers for us. The grace of the Lord be with you. I really believe with you that soon and very soon we will be caught up to meet our Savior and our Lord in the air. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand up. Capono, come on up. Uh, I hope you're encouraged. I know I am. Because all of this points to only one thing. (laughs) And that's the sound of the trumpet and the return of our Jesus to take us out of this world. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. 